babies. No. Are those glasses shank it too? No, these are high noon. Wow, class act. You are a walking bag of class. <laughs> if I wasn't married, you know how much ass I'd get right now? Tons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because I'm married, I don't get any ass. Yeah, that's it. That's the reason. I know. That's the reason. That is how the reason. Were, were you not married and under the uh, same roof? When did I get married? 2019. So that was 16 years, Bob. Locked that day out of my memory. Why? It was fun <laughs> day. Fun, fun day. Uh, speaking of fun days, what do you say we start the show? Uh, this is my sports show with some opening takes. Ray, why don't you kick, kick it off with uh, golf? As it's written down here. Uh, thank you, Richard. And I'd love to talk about golf. NBA free agency starts this weekend. And I'd like to talk a little bit about the collective bargaining agreement because the salary cap for next season is $134 million. With the Celtics getting the big three of Porzingis, Tatum, and Brown, that equals $101 million. Sprinkle in Derek White and uh, Brogdon. Now you're over at $141 million. That's five guys at $7 million. Uh, so basically, the luxury tax is. Every dollar you spend, it's an extra $1.75. So basically, the Celtics are going to be way over the cap this year with just five players right there alone that I said. Uh, so what does this basically mean? Uh, Grant Williams, he's gone. Bye-bye. Uh, Brogdon, you got to get rid of him. And you can't get mid-level players anymore because now that you're over the luxury tax, you're not allowed to do that. So now you have to hope for these veteran guys to come in and save the day because – Basically, you're going to be rolling with these five, and hopefully no one gets hurt. Porzingis is always a liability. Rob Williams is always a liability. So you're just playing fucking Russian roulette right now because of this collective bargaining agreement in the new uh, CBA with the Celtics because they could be fucked uh, later on the season when all these guys start getting the injury bug. I'm going to go with I don't trust anything you just said regarding there was a lot of numbers in there and i don't think that they're going to add up to any sort of reality or do any of the uh, look he could be right sometimes he surprises us but uh the bylaws and nobody understands that nba salary cap never mind this 167 page new cba the nba has come out with but what i can tell you is that the the celtics have enough money to pay enough guys to play they don't want to basketball team Wick well, wants that's a different to go story. under luxury tax is what I'm saying. He doesn't want to pay the tax that's not, anymore. What, see, this is why we can't trust you. That's not true. He's yes, never he said is. that. He has said he will pay over the tax for a championship team. Not he this year, baby. so much fucking money right now. They don't want to. They want to be under. Next year, they want to be over. They could be over the luxury tax. It's like baseball, like what Hyde Bloom or uh, John Henry's been doing. They want a one year. They have to get one year under the luxury tax. And that's going to be this year because next year you got Brown's extension going in. Plus, you got Porzingis, which you just signed for next year, two years for $77 million. They have to be under this year and then go for it all next year. Yeah, well, we'll see if that happens. Suck my dick. I fucking read this. It was fucking a, uh, confusing. I fucking had to ask people for help on big words. You son of a bitch. There's a, uh, Good, I'm proud a of rumor you. has it from the Celtics contract standpoint that we can get to later that uh, completely contradicts. That I just debunked you, you fuck. Okay. God, I hate you. God, I hate uh, you. Going from one sport to the other, let's take it to hockey. I'll go. Bobby, take a nap. Uh, Don Sweeney, kudos to you. Okay. Uh, the big trade uh, after the Marcus Smart trade was in the Bruins camp. They traded Taylor Hall 
uh, and the rights for Nick Felino to the Chicago Blackhawks in a true salary dump and a hell of a one. Uh, six million off the boards for basically your third line left winger and Taylor Hall, former uh, uh, MVP and massive disappointment uh, career-wise from Taylor Hall, who's never made it out of the first round of the playoffs. Um, was hot and cold, mostly cold for the Bruins. Not sad to see him go. We all knew they were up against up against it with the cap. And uh, this, I mean, kudos to him. Like he he is. Look, obviously they underachieved massively last year. That's just what the Bruins do. But for we were all calling for Don Sweeney's head a year ago at this time, and uh, to go back all the way to the Hampus Lindholm deal, which some people are now regretting the way he's played in the last two playoffs, but I don't know. It, it, it still is a good deal from that deal to now. He's, he hasn't really missed in terms of moves and, and I'll put this Taylor Hall one in, on the top of that. So um, now they have something like a million in cap space with uh, reportedly another move to come reportedly a crazy deal potentially on the table. Uh, I'd like to discuss some potentials that could all happen for the Bruins here coming up in our first segment. But first, I, just a golf clap. Kudos to Don Sweeney for continuing to pull uh, all the right punches, um, except in the draft, which is tonight as we record. Uh, they don't have a first round pick. They've There's a draft tonight? Yeah. There is, Bobby. It's in Nashville. God damn, yeah. I wish we had fucking credentials. There's like seven rounds of it, too. So strap in. Um Anyway, so it minus the draft where uh, obviously it's been their big failing point. Sweeney's done a good job, and I think this Taylor Hall's uh, off to a good start for this season to get get out of cap jail. Do you like that move that he already made before free agency started with uh, Milan Lushix coming back? We'll get into that. We'll get into that. It's more of a rumor has it segment, which we can touch on, but... uh... Sorry for... uh... Sorry. It's all right, man. You get the shades and the clown cum shirt. You're fine. You're fine. Keep doing you, baby. Uh, Bobby, your opening take? Certainly. My opening take is a riddle for Raymond. Raymond, what's the difference between a mallard with a cold and you? Mallard? One is a sick duck. I don't remember the rest of it, but your mother's a whore. Celebrity Jeopardy, people. It's fucking genius, okay? I did a deep dive into Celebrity Jeopardy today, and I enjoyed every fucking second of it okay oh, it brought man. me Everything... such things as this um for your information <laughs> Trebek, spit that out. i know you did i saw that and i was really really trying to make it happen that was a rather as i was saying mouthful it brought me of such red wine is this for your information my, my mother's in a nursing home in alberta canada oh she was nursing it all right trebek last night <laughs> Uh, I'll take anal bum cover. That's an album cover. I can read Trebek. That says anal bum cover, something your mother's never had. Negative 69 is your score. Well, 69, that's how I scored with your mother last night. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fantastic thing. And I think on a show like this, which takes as many shots as mothers as we do, we should uh, show it some appreciation. So thank you, Celebrity Jeopardy. Thank you. The hits go on. Yeah, I almost had a spit take like if like a tuesday at irene's if she had gingivitis with my fucking <laughs> red wine <laughs> thank you for bringing that back into the attention of the, the uh, uh the fold uh <laughs> celebrity jeopardy is is a fantastic watch um especially the old old ones and r.i.p r.i.p your back you mother's and connery and connery ah indeed oh. what's the what's the uh, interview with connery is it okay to slap a woman oh yeah Certain times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic, 
classic women beating. You guys get it. You guys wear wife beaters from yeah. China. It's allowed. Haynes isn't made in China. You said you get your shit from Wuhan. Those are jerseys, not fucking goddamn wife beaters. I get those. You order them on Amazon? No. Is that you, Bobby? Yes. <laughs> You're the Wuhan beater boy. Okay, Damn got it. it. Got it straightened out now. Uh, all right, we won't be talking about a lot of that. There won't be a lot of beater talk, but there will be a lot of talk about the Bruins shaking the tree as uh, the offseason really kicks off here with the draft and free agency. Uh, a little Patriots talk. None of that an opening take, but Kirk Herbstreet has got a hard-on. We got a hard-on from Herbstreet, and we'll talk about who that might be, Raymond, uh, in that Patriots segment. A lot of Some odds and ends to touch on in the Patriots segment as well. Uh, a did you know? Uh, a little bit of a morbid did you know, but I was gonna say that's a sad did you know. <laughs> it's a, yeah, but it gets it gets brighter down the list. There's some stellar, stellar information, bad. stellar information coming out of that segment. It starts a little rough, but we'll get through it. Uh, a rumor has it it is it is rumor season. It is a juicy, juicy rumor season. Uh, I might have missed some, so if you can think of any that I didn't have in there, please bring them up. And of course, simplest minds of the week um, to end the show. This is the Simple Mind Sports Show, Friday Rewind, June 30th. Welcome to the show. Not two weeks in a row. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, we'd like to thank all the clowns out there for all the happiness and joy they they bring uh, the kids and their apparel, apparently from Shanky Golf. And that's where you want to go for 15% off your next order on golf apparel, shankygolf.com. You can see our uh, male model of the day, Raymond Langevin, sporting two articles from Shankit. His uh, clown cum shirt, which is fantastic, looks comfy, soft, and his titties hat, uh, black with white font, the titleist font, except it says titty, and it has that has that real nice classy um, rope. rope. A little mm. rope uh, fan mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. there. So, yeah, everyone's looking good. You're welcome, YouTube. Uh, if you're listening on your um, you know, selective uh, audio podcast, uh, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, uh, tell your friends, write a review, rate review, and as always, tell your mothers. Okay, let's get back to the Bruins real quick. I think it's the lead story of the week. Sorry, Bobby. Uh, Bruins are in the news. Uh, okay. Taylor Hall shipped out of town with Nick Felino. More moves to come, Raymond. Uh, in return in that deal, by the way, they got two minor league defensemen from Chicago, Alec Regula and Riley Walsh. Uh, a couple right shot defensemen. Watch out. Watch out, Clifton. Watch and- out, Providence. Watch out, Providence. They're not going to fucking see the light of day up here. These guys are restricted for ages, too. So they they it's a pure on salary dump. They, they just might not mm. be Bruins for a while. No. Uh, but it did get him close to right about 11 million in cap space. Let me just rattle off some names to you. Okay. I listed this as who goes next. Stop me when you agree or disagree. My first name on this list, who should be the next out of town is the v- reigning Vesna trophy winner, Linus Allmark in his $5 million salary and y- pussy European attitude when it comes to playoff hockey. Agree uh, yeah. or disagree? Uh, uh, highly agree. 
I agree. $5 million, yes, he is the Vesna Trophy. Great regular season record. But when it came to the playoffs, he just shat down all his leg. I mean, you had to have Swayman come in for a pivotal game seven to clinch it because you couldn't have the Vesna Trophy winner go in there. So, I mean, $5 million is way too expensive for this guy. You have a guy, Jeremy Swayman, who is clearly can lead this team. And I think this is now year three officially for him. So it's time to move on from all mark. If you can get something salary dump, whatever, because there's more guys on this list that you need than rather than have a back-to-back goalie who can go in there every other game. Yeah. You don't need two terrific goalies, but you should get more than a salary dump for a Vesna trophy winning goalie. I mean, they're not, you know, they don't have as much trade value as, you know, a top uh, forward or a top defenseman. Sure. But he was the best goalie in the league last year so you should get something back you should get at least maybe recoup a first round pick if you want to well, that's what i'm salary. saying yeah yeah yes but you're you want to send him to a contender no one's gonna want him like that no one's gonna want like a buffalo team and wouldn't want him back because they're rebuilding so i heard today them. it might have been on the sports pittsburgh, so pittsburgh and melkin mm-hmm. sure he's a i think the salary is probably matched but he is a talented um you know, top forward, so you can play center if you want him to. Um, replace Bergeron, which we can get to. So, okay, we're in agreement. Omar, get the fuck out of here. Uh, next on this list, I had Matt Grizzlick, who, toot toot, Bill, where the fuck is Queen? Queen, when they got rid of Krug, I was saying, why you're getting rid of the wrong guy. Get rid of that Massachusetts bum, Matt Grizzlick. Love you, fuck, fucking A. The, the dude is too small, doesn't do enough offensively that Krug did, and they kept the wrong guy. If you're going to pay them, Grizzlick's making 3.7. I think Krug got five. It's like toot toot. I had this one the whole way, but it's time for Grizzlick to go. They benched him in the playoffs. He's been a a minus player in the playoffs for the last two years. He's got to go, right? Totally agree, 100%. Okay, I don't know what you get from him, but that's 3.7 million. We keep a track of the salary. Uh, They're at 11. Uh, We just knocked off five. That's 16 uh, plus 3.7, 19.7. 19.7. Thank you. Uh, The next on this list is Riley. Uh, Mike Riley, defenseman, that looks like a buyout that's going to get him basically clean in this first year. Uh, so tack three onto that. What's that? 19.7 plus three. 22.7. 20, 20, yes! God damn it! Thank you. Whoa. Uh, and then the rest of these are a little bit more question marks, okay? Uh, so I had Forbert on here at $3 million. He was a beast in the playoffs. I, I, I didn't think he could put him down in the bottom part, pairing of your defenseman. So if I give you Forbert, Carlo, and Lindholm, Carlo is at four point one million. Lindholm is at eight million. Are you trading one of those guys, two of those guys, or none of those guys? One of those guys. Who who would you rather? Lindholm. Who would you like to see? Lindholm. Lindholm. Really? Zero points in his career for playoffs when he's been in Boston after that trade. He's does that. Does, he hasn't had a point since he's been on this team in the playoffs. What do you want? You want a defenseman who can score, correct? So get this fucking guy and his $8 million back to Anaheim. Send him back over there. Fucking the West Coast. Get him out of here. I don't want him anymore. Yeah, I don't know if he needs the score, but he just the eye test. He looked like a deer. I think his plus minus was, wasn't his plus minus like atrocious too? Their whole team was. I mean, they sucked, but their defense was atrocious. I'd keep, I know the, there's a common sentiment to get rid of Lynn home, but I'd keep him. He was. A Norris Trophy candidate to finish the uh, fourth in Norris Trophy voting. Um, I know it was a regular season. We got a lot of regular season heroes on this team, but you need a top guy like that. You need a stay home defenseman like that with McAvoy. Um, 
we'll get to a, another possible candidate in that, but I'd give him more shot. I dumped the three million, and then I make it. Now you're at twenty five ish million uh, in cap space, and you got room, baby. You got room to go. Here's your free agents that you want to sign in house. You got Bertuzzi. The reports out of Boston is they are hot to sign, uh, re-sign Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi likes his time here. Uh, that's a top six uh, forward for you. Takes over Taylor Hall's spot. Fits the game a little bit more. He played well with Pasternak, played well with DeBrusque, played well with uh, um, Zaka. Bertuzzi's got to come back, right? You're looking at probably five mil, six mil for that guy. Yep. Okay, what are we down to now? 25 minus six. 19. Good job. Very good. Uh, after that, maybe possibly a Lindholm replacement or uh, someone. If you get rid of one of those other guys, now you play. He's left shotman. Uh, but uh, Dmitry Orlov coming in oh, from yeah. that uh, Washington trade, trade with the Caps, where they gave up a first round pick. They generally don't like to let these guys walk after giving up a first round pick. They generally try to re-sign them, and Sweeney's got a pretty good history of doing that. Orloff has not said that he wants to stay, so that might be tough. But you give him five. Can we go to five million on Orloff? I think you have to overpay if he doesn't want to be here. So yeah, you'd have to give him five, six million dollars. Okay, now what are we at? Thirteen. Okay. Uh, they said they want to sign Hathaway as a fourth line guy. I'm into that. That's a mill. I enjoyed him. I enjoyed him in that little playoff run. He was that little spark. Sometimes I know they got their first round exit, but he was just that little spark. You'd be the guy that go out there and get that big hit. Get the crowd going, get this team rallying around him, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like them to get Hal the way back. One million dollars. I mean, come on. Okay. What are we at? 15? No, we were at 12. 13. Now 12. Okay. Connor Clifton, bye bye. Um, yeah. Then you come to the question are Bergeron Krejci coming back? Don Sweeney said they don't expect them back. They would welcome them if they were look, uh, interested in, in coming back. I'm good to clean slate. Let's leave them on the side for now. We're at 12 million in space. Mm hmm. Swayman, if you keep Swayman, it's going to cost you about four to five mil. What are you down to now? Well, uh, seven. Could seven million get you a top top six centerman? Do you want ten million? But do you want ten million dollars invested into your goalies? No, we've already Orlov's uh, uh, Omar's gone. That's how we got the cap space. Oh yeah, okay. he's gone. Omar's gone. Swayman's your guy. So, right, so now, so now you now you've cleared up. Uh, six to seven million dollars in cap space to go replace your top line center, which should be enough. You need a little bit more. Maybe you want you really want to swing for the fences. You need another three. You got a three million dollar. You got a three million dollar salary. You can dump. You can dump Cor Carlo. You can dump Forbert. You can go find a three another three million to dump to yeah. to replace Bergeron on that top line or top two lines. Agreed. Boom. I just I just solved the fucking uh, Bruins problem and that team. That's a good playoff team right there. You sure? Sure about that? Yeah. Let's 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 real quick. Let's end this. What what their lines might be? Okay. <clears throat> On their top line, you go Marshan, your uh, new centerman, whoever that might be. They're talking about another Lindholm kid uh, out of uh, uh, Calgary, I think. Or is it Ed? Uh, uh I thought it was Edmonton. No, it wasn't Edmonton. I think it was Calgary. It was definitely Calgary. Look it up. So wh whoever you want to put there. Marshan, your top center, DeBrusque. Then you got Bertuzzi, Zaka, Pasternak. And then your third line, centered by Coyle, you can put whoever you want. 
around that. The Lauco kid, the AJ yeah, right. Greer kid, McLaughlin kid, and then your fourth line. Start bringing up some kids. You gotta you gotta get some kids going. The John Beecher kids was down in Providence last year. They got a couple of centermans. Oh, they're saying about that kid Beecher coming up. But you're right. It's Elias Lindholm. Thank you. He was drafted uh, in 2013 <laughs> uh, by Carolina, first round, fifth round, fifth overall pick. So that top six is not bad, Raven. It's not no. bad at all. And if you want to, you want to get serious and talk about pushing Marshan out the door for some chips. I'll talk. Nope. I no, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Okay, we'll save that for another day until it happens. It's not going to happen. He's fucking staying. Ruin for life. This is how they've treated that that fucking team, which is why we'll end the segment on a little bit of a rumor has it uh, preview. Uh, I don't know who reported it, but the but the framing on it was um, Lucic all but done deal to come back to Boston. Uh, it was James Stewart. Was it? I don't know. Your thoughts on that? Mm. Past his prime. He's, he's not the big bad guy that you had back when that Stanley Cup run. He is old. He's slow. He's got cement in his toes. He is not the guy you want here. Yeah, if you sign Garrett Hathaway, I don't need Milan Lucic. Give that job to a young kid. Bring some young kids up and see what they can do. It's a different game. He's old. He's What are you going to do, fight? Fight every other night? Yeah, I don't think he can do that anymore. He's a journeyman now. He's been all around the fucking league. Yeah, his skill set is diminished, and he's old. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, love you, 2011, always going to be in your hearts, but I, let's move on. Bergeron's gone. Krejci's gone. Chara's gone. Hoopy Pants see what these gone. kids got. Like you said, what do you got down in Providence? Start bringing these kids up. I mean, see what you got. Yeah, you took your swing. You got the fucking best NHL regular season last year, and you shit the bed in the first round. Can we turn the page? Can we turn the fucking page? I just did it for you financially. And yeah, that's a playoff team with the lineup we just put out there. They can lose in the second round again. So let's play well, a ticket. Again, they have to make the second round this year. Thank you. Thank you for the correction. Yep. You're welcome. Uh, okay, we'll leave final thoughts to Hockey Bobby. Hockey Bob? Fuck hockey. Next time, if you're going to do it in the first segment, please let me come on at nine. Got it. <laughs> uh, with that being said, uh, let's throw over to headlines with the obvious one. Well, thank you there, Richard. Cam Neely addressed the media before the NHL draft in Nashville. It indicated that they are uh, preparing this offseason as if Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci would not be returning next season. Other Bruins news, Patrice Bergeron won his sixth Selkie Award, while Linus Allmark won his first-ever Vezina Trophy winner uh, trophy at the NHL Awards this past week. Uh, The Celtics... In the second round with the 38th pick, selected Jordan Walsh, a 6'7 wing player from Arkansas. Walsh averaged 7.1 points per game last season with Arkansas, and scouts say he is a strong defender with explosive athletics. Athletics. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, wow. he's quick. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't say it. Yeah. Sadly, former Patriots quarterback <laughs> Ryan Mallett passed away at 35 after a drowning accident. It sounds funny. Uh, finally, the Red Sox are 40 and 40 and still in last place in the ALEs. This says Ben Headlines with the obvious one. I'm sorry, I cannot give you a passing grade. I didn't even, I didn't even listen to half of what you're saying because I was reading a text from a mutual friend that gave you a classic bait and switch. Did you get that update? <laughs> Do you get a do you get a respond or react live on on the air? 
Well, I already knew this. Yeah, I told uh, G Baby's wife that I wasn't going, and she was very disappointed. <laughs> you both bait and switched them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't have to name names here, but there was a plan in place to bring uh, very young children to a uh, once famous park called Canopy Lake, and <laughs> uh, Raymond was roped in to bring his family along with them, and I was just, I was just. Um, watching this unfold over a text chain and i responded with something of the like of you guys are fucking idiots oh i would <laughs> never ever go to a candy lake park with young young children to save my life and then lo and behold one of these bastards bait and switched them and backed out welch <laughs> backed out in the last minute Oh, That'd be man. one Mike Welch. Yeah, he said, "Uh-uh." What do you say? An illness? I'd murder him. I would. <laughs> How dare you? Nice job, Welch. Yeah, that was a classic. Welch, Welch, on it. Lingering illness that are quote-unquote still potentially contagious. <laughs> yeah. So he's making it seem like he's looking out for you. Right. Yeah. yeah no. Classic yeah. move. Classic move. Classic fucking asshole move. Let's see the doctor's note. Let's see the doctor's note. You cuck. Bait and switching cuck. Speaking of cucks, uh, let's talk about Kirk Herbstreit, shall we? Uh, this dude's got a heart on. I don't know if you heard this or read this, but he went on uh, the airwaves and gave a segment for Mac Jones lovers and uh, the Mac Jones fan club that uh, that's going to live in the ages for a long time. I won't read this whole thing. Let's just go paragraph by paragraph. I was going to just take the best stuff and put it in here, but it's all real, real good. So... Let's just start. Let's just start so, did you take a forty-five minute shit and jerk off reading this, or did you? Did I don't even have everything? to. I don't even have oh. to touch it. It was just, just uh, yeah, like a like a clown splattering come all over my shirt. Yeah, it's what I imagined happened with that clown when he saw how sweet that shirt was. Uh, <laughs> here's Herb straight on Mac Jones. Quote: I'm not going to say they're going to be the most improved offense, and he'll be the most improved quarterback. Herb Street told host of the McAfee and AJ Hawk. But he's going to be in the top three. Without a doubt, the Patriots are going to be among the top three most improved offenses. I'll just read the next one and get your get your uh, commentary. It says, quote, I'm 1,000% behind Mac Jones. Of all the younger quarterbacks that have not had the opportunity to kind of prove their consistency and what they can offer, I'm telling you right now, Mac Jones is going to be a Pro Bowl caliber player in the very near future. Whether it's this year or in the next couple of years, he's that good Suck it, zap you lovers, you pukes. You're Bobby, one please. One definable reason as to any of these claims, that would be no. He's just gushing over him, but he has no no proof, no nothing. I I, I didn't. See, I, I just read the comments. I didn't. I, yeah, I please hold. Them. He's Bobby's been muted. Uh, allow me How to. Uh, oh God, you got unmuted. How'd you do that? Uh, allow me to give you the reason <laughs> behind Herb Street. Look at Trebek. Uh, <laughs> criticizing Jones for his supposed sophomore slump, Her Street claims okay, uh, is bullshit. Quote, let me say that again. Criticizing Jones for his supposed sophomore slump, Her Street claims is bullshit. Preach, Kurt. 
especially considering the Patriots' makeshift offensive plan that saw Nutsack Joe Judge and Nutsack Matt Patricia share de facto coordinator duties. Both have since been jettisoned in favor of Bill Bill O'Brien. Not necessarily Joe Judge is still there. He actually got promoted. Who spent the past two years uh, with Alabama. Here's what he says in terms of why he's gushing. Now, this is Herb Street. Quote, he was uh, talking about Mac Jones. He was honestly the most impressive quarterback I've ever spoken to in college. You want me to read that again, Bobby? He was the most impressive quarterback I've ever Mm -hmm. spoken to in college about what he sees and how his brain processes and and how it fires. Herb Street declares, I, I've, I've me a break. (laughs) What does it say? Notice how he doesn't describe anything about his physical traits there. Just about how he thinks. Give me a break on what they were doing on offense last year. He had no chance. Not only did he not have weapons around him, but what they were doing schematically, he had no chance chance i'll just read it one more time he was honestly the most impressive quarterback i've ever spoken to in college so he spoke to him cool trust me i hope he's right but he's not describing his physical tools something that'll translate he's describing how what he saw in college not about what he's seen since he weren't been in the nfl and kirk kirk street doesn't know shit about pro football he knows about college football so I don't trust Kirk Herbstreet's analysis of what Mac Jones is going to be. Trust me, I hope he's right, but I don't, I don't put a lot of stock into it. Especially, we're not even in the training camp. He hasn't seen any tape. You know, obviously, it's all hearsay of what Bill O'Brien's doing down there. Yeah, it's anything's going to look better than last year. Obviously, last year was a disaster. No one was happy. That offense looked like shit. Put us to sleep halfway through the game. Sometimes we were all taking naps because it was so boring. Obviously, Bill O'Brien knows how to run an offense. This is going to be a very uh, electrifying kind of offense now. Everyone's going to be all in shock after the first game when Mac Jones throws for over 300 yards because that's something that they didn't do last year because it was a run-dominant game. So now if Kurt Herbstreet was over and seeing the shit and saying, oh, wow, yeah, this looks totally different. This is what's going on, Max. Look at this footwork. Look at how he's always addressing the line. He's doing this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, I could give him total credit for this, but he's just saying hearsay shit where he doesn't even know what's going on. He hasn't been to that training camp. He hasn't talked to anyone down there. So he's just pulling this out of his ass. Yeah, it's going to be different because those two nutsacks aren't there anymore. So yeah, it's going to look a lot different. It's going to be a lot better. I just completely disagree with all of this. And the short-sightedness and the lack, and I've had this conversation, I've said this for a year, the uh, undervaluing how bad their offense was due to the single fact that Matt Patricia was in charge of it cannot be overstated. Can't be, it can't be overstated. And I say that because we saw Mac Jones as a rookie. We saw what he was. He was a good quarterback as a rookie. He is arrow is pointing up everybody going into the second year went, wow, I can't wait to see what Mac Jones can do. Bill Belichick came on and said, this kid has been working his ass off. We're really excited about what he's going to do. And then boom, stop, complete stop, period. You put Matt Patricia in there and the entire offense basically fucking quit on him in mini camp. You can't judge last year. You just have to wipe it off. So all you can look at is his rookie season. And yes, what he did in college, like every other quarterback coming out from uh, that is year two to year three, you look at and judge on. Yeah, I, I agree that you can't judge off like last year is it. It's the reason for there are reasons as to why I did poorly, but when you look at his first year and what he is in college, I don't see the projection for him getting astronomically better based off of literally just his physical traits. 
And he just seems like a quarterback where everything has to go right for things to do things to go well. Whereas if he just looks like he did, if he just goes back and looks like he did his rookie year, the Patriots will be a better team, but he has to take a step and make different throws and, and, and process things differently in order for them to do that. And until, until we see it, I I can't just project that he'll be better because he doesn't have the athleticism to just all of a sudden make different plays. Yeah. I just, I just put more onus on a quarterback throwing the ball. I just, I I just think that he's going to be a good, good quarterback. If you put around a good team, they're going to have success. I think that's what you've seen. I think any, any judgment based off last year, I think is just not credible. There's nothing. Yeah, you I, I know what you year. mean by that. I agree. I, I, and I think if, if Bill O'Brien's there and it looks like McDaniels did, then yeah, they could easily win 11 games. But I, I still think that they'll have that that ceiling. There'll be like a glass ceiling that they can't go above. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He has something to prove. He ha- he has to prove that he's a winner. He has to prove that he can come in and fourth that he, he hasn't given enough examples of a fourth quarter comeback uh, statement type throw, statement type games. He's also had not a lot of ho- opportunity to do that. You got to think back to his rookie year. The first half of that rookie year, we were screaming at them to let this kid throw the ball to the end zone. They didn't let him throw the ball in the end zone until the end of the year, middle of the season. We were fucking yelling at the TV. Also, he was getting his head fucking blown in the whole first part of his rookie season. We didn't think he was going to make it. We were giving him credit for his toughness. And then he goes and cries one time on national TV. And now he's the biggest pussy in the world because he had a high ankle sprain, which he came back from three weeks later, by the way, which normally keeps guys out six weeks to, or more. We give him shit because he blew up on his because on Zap his, Daddy was right up that ass. on his fucking old on his offensive coordinator a couple of times on national TV because he was a moron. Then he went in the, on the press conference and didn't say a goddamn thing the whole season. He had two instances on TV where he blew up. And, like, now he's a pussy. Now he's now he doesn't have the head for it. I just – all of last season's overblown. You can't take anything from it. Bobby, you're right. He's got uh, a ceiling to prove that he can be – that he can um, go above. Um, and that would – and what you're talking about there is a Super Bowl quarterback, right? I think that – I think you could uh, – uh, confidently say you could project him if he's 11 win 12 win quarterback on a good team that's a playoff team he has to prove that he's a super bowl quarterback fine totally fair still is only his third year second if you can't if you don't count last year's debacle so is kurt herb street like ridiculous for this hard on and 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 going out yeah sure but it's a hot take on a on a sports show that's his job to do and yeah he probably doesn't know dick about nfl football because he's been Bukaki in his way through college for the last two decades or whatever it's been. But isn't he I'm doing like it. Amazon now? Isn't he doing yeah. NFL? He, he on... did the pri- yeah, he did the prime Thursday prime games, nights. Yeah, yeah. Al Michaels was drunk or trying to kill himself the whole time. The whole time yeah, understandable. Last, all time he was with him last year. Understandable. Those those were bad broadcasts. Michaels was, was not terrible. himself. It was awful. He's I mean, old. it's like Herb, you could tell Herb Street didn't even want to be doing it because you could, like, if you watch college football games, he was like his level engagement in years prior was significantly different. And yes, Al Michaels literally sounded like he he needed to call the suicide hotline during the broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, real quick here, last couple of minutes of this segment, I just wanted to touch on probably the biggest uh, question mark. Probably, it's more than a question mark. It it could be a fatal flaw would be the fatal flaw that you would put on the list right now is the Patriots uh, tackle situation. 
sucks. Um, just as a reminder, in the draft, they passed on Broderick Jones in the first round to fuck over the Jets uh, by giving that giving him to the Steelers. They passed on Dewan Jones in the second round. Daywin Jones, how do you pronounce that? Daywin. Dewan. <laughs> We're on it. Uh, in the second round, then every single tackle from there, they drafted a center and two guards and two kickers, no tackles. Trent Brown uh, is being cunty and fat and doesn't want to play. Riley Reef is cash, never was that great. They guaranteed him $4 million, could make up to $10 million. Calvin Anderson, career backup, not the guy. Your best tackle in camp right now was Connor McDermott, who we were calling for his head last year, right tackle, never mind left. There's an Andrew Stuber, an ex, a seventh-round pick from a year or two ago, and the Sydney Sow which all I can think of is a cow when you say Sydney Sal. Um, not great. Nothing in the trade market. They're very thin in tackle across the league. 30 seconds or less, your thought on the tackle situation. Pray for Mac Jones. It is, it, it's a weakness that hopefully that they can scheme around. I think that's clearly what they're going to try and do is scheme around it. They're going to try and be tough up the middle. They're, they put a lot of guard and center. And they're gonna. I think they're gonna try and scheme around the tackles. I think that's that's all they can do, because they can't even chip it with tight ends because they don't have tight ends that block. Good call. Yeah, we're about to find out uh, how good Adrian Clem is, for all the talk about pretty much coming into town. Uh, okay, and then lastly, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. We got some more teams in the mix. The Panthers and the Browns are in. Titans are out. Patriots have made an offer. Still up in the air. You signed. And and uh, uh, what's his name? Got a. $33 million contract extension, open up some cash. Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker. They, they love this guy for no real apparent reason, but they continue to back him, give him a new contract when they didn't need to. If so, it's saving them money and they're going to use it, if that's really the case, then sure, whatever, I'm for it. But he's just, I don't think he's, I don't understand their love for him. So the deal is three years, 33 million contract and 14 guaranteed. The 14 is tied into roster uh, game day bonuses. We know Parker's got a major injury history. He has never, he hasn't played a full season. It's like maybe once in his career. Um, you know, I know Ray, you want to tie this to the Hopkins and opening up cap space and the, you know, we'll get into some other rumors here in a second, but I almost, I think I think it opens up cap maneuverability. If they are going to go get Hopkins, it gives Parker a you know an attaboy pat in the back. We got you. Here's some here's some money up front type of thing. But it might just give him maneuverability on the cash standpoint with the thought that he's probably not going to play 16, 17 games. And if he does, we should be in good shape because we do like him as a player. And maybe that's a fault that they like him so much. But if he doesn't, then we save that cash and the crafts like cash. So. I don't know what I, I, the problem is I don't, I got to go look up what his contract was before. Um, and what are the dumbest? It was like five flat, six flat, something like that. It was just like a, it was the last year of his deal. So it's just like one, just like one very straightforward, like $6 million. Yeah. Was that backloaded when they signed him? Did they owe him five, six million in cash this year? Now maybe they're thinking they owe him, they'll give him three, you know, generally the Patriots don't make a deal that doesn't benefit them in some way and screw up the player a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they generally help them in the in the short term and then spread it out over the long term. So we'll, let's see what the details look like. Maybe some dumb years in the back end, low cash up front, and they're, they're gambling that he's not going to make that $14 million guaranteed because mm-hmm. he probably ain't. He probably ain't. That. No. <clears throat> um, yep, so there's your thoughts on that. 
before we get into some more Patriots to come, but uh, in our rumor hat rumor has it segment. Um, but before we do that, I wanted to do uh, another Patriots segment, uh, which is going to end up being an in memoriam. Uh, but it's also a part of it. Yeah, let's try not to let's try not to laugh during this. Uh, it's also going to be a did you know segment because I got some really interesting facts on the heels of this very sad tragic some? news. Yeah, a lot. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> well, there were fifty facts, and a lot of them are great. So I had to include them all. I, just in this week in sports news, and then I opened the email and see this many fucking words. I was like, how did you carve out all this this week? Bye, poops. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't call me producer rich for nothing. Uh, that being said, uh, moment aside, Ryan Mallett, uh, died this past week, drowned off the Gulf coast of Florida, 35 years old, uh, ex university of Arkansas quarterback drafted in the third round by the new England Patriots once heralded as great arm talent by Lombardi. Somebody, mm-hmm. uh, uh, was a Patriot, a Texan played for the Ravens and the TSL generals. Well, did you know fact right there also a did you know fact he was head coach of the whitehall high school football club which now has an okay. open so in arkansas in arkansas <laughs> uh obviously really really sad news the the news coming out the news that followed up on it came from uh, i don't know if you guys read that article and very angry sheriff down there <clears throat> that was warning people about the riptides. I guess there was like there's been 11 deaths or something somewhere already from the riptide down there, and uh, the locals were bitching at lifeguards and bitching at the officials, telling them not to go in the water. And Ryan Mallet and uh, you know, unfortunately, his friends went out there and and he didn't come back. Some of some of the, his crew did. I didn't read if he was the only one that perished. That's the only one I'm hearing about, yeah. Obviously, his name's gonna um, pop up above the rest. Yeah. Um, so uh, fa- sad news. Um, <laughs> I don't think there was a ton of Ryan Mallet fans in New England, but you know, drowning. apparently there is. All you see on Facebook is uh, oh yeah, my, yeah. Here it's comes- like come on. I, man. I was surprised by the amount of things where you're talking, paying homage to to Mallet. The news yeah, stories like- about they're, they're quoting Belichick, quoting Brady. Like, yeah. right? It's sad, <laughs> but it's like, did you it's guys even know what the fuck I was tragedy. doing? He's a thirty-five-year-old kid you know 35 year old guy i don't know if he had uh, kids or not i don't think he did probably would have been mentioned but you know and he drowns yeah it's super tragic it's super depressing but like at the the uh yeah the retroactive fandom of oh man what a great patriot it's like you people fucking hated that guy uh, you hated him it's like yep and you hated him when he was drafted because it was a threat to brady and somehow it was like they mm-hmm. hated that guy we hated yep. that guy. No, remember, remember, try Ryan Mallett trying to throw a screen pass. Yeah, didn't he throw it at the ground or like, like behind the guy? All six, seven feet of him drove that thing into the ground. Like it was like a Bledsoe screen pass, just never a chance. No touch never passes, but uh, obviously, sad news. Uh, rest in peace, Ryan Mallett, and uh, thoughts and prayers. Uh, yes, Fuck. did my microphone go out? No, you're good. No, um. Here's a now. This is why it's a did did you know segment. Here comes the did you knows. 
and it gets less and less sad as we go. This is still a sad one, but Ryan Mallett was not as not the only Patriot to have drowned, and this is fairly recent. But this has a happy ending, kind of. Marquise Hill in 2007. I don't know if you remember the name, but uh, you might remember the number. Number 91 was worn on the jerseys of that almost perfect uh, 2007 season because Marquise Hill drowned in a uh, in an accident. I'll read you the story here. <clears throat> on the evening of May 27th, 2007, Hill and his friend Ashley Blasio fell off a jet ski in Lake Pontecherry. Mm-hmm. God, a lot of bad. Mm-hmm. Watch a chair train. Yeah, yep. north of New Orleans. Neither of them wore personal floating, flotation, or tracking devices, according to Hill's agent, who spoke with Blazio. Hill ended up saving her life, keeping her calm until they could grab onto a buoy. Blasio was rescued and sent to Tulane Medical Center. The Coast Guard unit searched the area. Hill's body was found by the Louisiana Department of Wildlife Fisheries around two twenty p.m. Um. And then this is the Patriots segment. Throughout their near-perfect 2007 season, the Patriots wore team wore number 91 insignia uh, on the back of their helmets in his honor. Teammate Jarvis Green, who had also been Hill's teammate at LSU, wore Hill's shoulder pads for the entire season. Patriots built a tribute to Hill, including those pads and a picture of Hill at their facility. I wonder if Mallet will get that treatment. Uh, but, you know, you go out a hero, saving a friend in a dire situation. Get a uh, man, it really would have meant a lot more if they got sealed the deal against the Giants, huh? Would have helped things. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's just another sting to that season. Mm hmm. I just thought it was interesting. The uh, you got two drowning victims on the uh, New England Patriots. I definitely did not remember that. Oh, I don't I really remember it either. Uh, but just so you know, another did you know fact here, there have been 71 American football players to have died during their career. 71. One drowning. Wait. That's it? Ryan Mallett didn't technically die during his career. You know. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, but I know what you mean. Um. So, but that's like, if you start including all of the players that died after their career, it would be like a hundred percent. It'd be like seven. Dies. It'd be like, yeah. Everyone goes at some point, right? <laughs> so he, like this. Th- yeah. hundred percent. <laughs> yeah. The statistic didn't really fit. So, but during their playing career, 71 American football players have died. Okay. Oh. You guys want to get in some really interesting uh, death facts? Let's go. Okay. I knew about the one that you were going to make fun of me about. Oh, cool. Uh, so, uh, other than comments like that, please stop me to comment on, uh, anything as we go here. Let's start with this one. Approximately 100. Well, I'm going to do these first two. Approximately 150,000 people around the world die every single day. In contrast, 385,000 babies are born every day. We're fucked. That it seems like a problem. What about the, uh, uh 1940s ish? What was that number at? I don't know. If it's not in the email, I don't know. I'm just saying, <laughs> World War II, Jews dying, burning stuff. That's what Here's I was the thing. It's like where those babies are being born is the thing. Because I don't think they're all being born in America. They're being born in other places. This it's is not China. They're all Chinese and Indian babies. Yeah, China's trying to catch back up. You guys know the, the China problem with their population? 
because of their uh, one China rule or two China rule, uh, you know, decades prior. One China, two China, three China, four. Yeah. <laughs> now they're uh now they're um the population of uh, elderly is like double or triple their working force, and their economy is about to crash in the next decade because they don't yeah, have enough so people. There's so a lot of start a lot of countries with demographic problems. It's kind of it's interesting. I read about that stuff sometimes. Yeah, I mean, India's got a billion fucking people. They're all fucked. Uh, but we're all gonna be fucked. It, it, we're over double. We're we're not making up for the deaths and the and the babies here. We're over double. One hundred fifty thousand people dying seems a little light. Seems really low. I double checked that though. Have you? I mean, there's got to be something we could do here. <laughs> well, Have you ever heard they, the conspiracy? That's why they created COVID. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we'll get to those. We'll get to those numbers. Sorry, were we gonna say something? Cool. No, just conspiracy theory <laughs> thing. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. Go ahead. Okay, we'll maybe it'll pop back up. Here we go with this. In 2007, a woman died after consuming over a gallon and a half of water in three hours. She did so in order to win a wee in a radio contest. I remember hearing about this. Doesn't yes. even so, sound like a lot of water. I think she a was in Cincinnati. In a gallon Cincinnati. Half Doesn't Brady say like three gallons? He like he drinks three gallons of water a day or something. That's. It's you not three. It wasn't three hours. It was less than three hours. Did she you just like drown? drown? Like that, yeah, yeah, you drown yourself. Yeah, like your lungs fill up with water because they got nowhere else to go. But doesn't like don't you just get a? I guess that we pushes through your body's, <laughs> you know, that 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 motivation of the we controller and and playing the we tennis just pushes through your body's <laughs> natural reaction to uh, stop drinking water, idiot. Put this map. We're gonna be exploring it for so long. Yeah, you are a fucking nerd, Ray. That Grand Theft Auto bullshit. How dare you Fuck put you. Aura text chain? Just do your own little stupid nerd text with Propel. I don't want to hear about your stupid fucking video game jerk-off sessions. Dork. Uh, so this one's great. Messy handwriting on doctor's notes kills approximately 7,000 Americans each year. <laughs> That's half of the Brian Sullivan. To begin with. Did I say? tell you what happened? At, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Bobby. What did you say? I said they were probably the low-hanging fruit to begin with. Yeah, they didn't They didn't have a lot to live with. When yeah. I went to that Burt Kreischer show, Bill was there. And as you know, Kelly got her uh, NP, so she'll be a nurse practitioner. She can uh, give. She can basically prescribe people stuff when she passes her blah, blah, blah. All Bill wants her to do is give, her a fu- give him a fucking weed card. He was begging and pleading for her to get a fucking weed card. It was pretty funny. How hard yeah. could that be? Weed's legal. Just not New Hampshire. Uh, Still holding out. Uh, you're more likely to be killed by a champagne cork than a poisonous spider. For all you losers afraid of spiders, watch out for the <laughs> popping bottles. Uh, in 1945, President Andrew Jackson's pet parrot was removed from his funeral for swearing. I like. <laughs> I brought that in there because I like to think of Bill's funeral and things like Are this. Are you sure that's not 1845? Andrew Jackson? Yeah. Andrew Jackson? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Ray. You're fucking smarter than me, dumbass. I just copy-pasted. What do you want from me? Vending machines kill 13 people a year. <laughs> I'd like to see how. I would, too. Maybe Google that. Uh Let's see if we can get some video. There are over 200 bodies on Mount Everest, and many are used as trail markers for hikers. That makes sense. Very practical use. This is actually uh, 
becoming a uh it is 1845 good catch ray he would he would be very very old if it was 1945 mm. like a hundred years older the Mount Everest thing, they're, they're also, um, there's too much poop on the mountain because it freezes, there's nowhere to go. So it's just filled with <laughs> dead bodies and shit. And they can't do anything about it because the conditions are so bad. They can't like just put a cre- cleanup crew up there. Like you go up there, you're going to go to the summit and come back. There's no there's no cleaning up Everest. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah, and there's a bunch of YouTube. It should, if, you're, if you want to get Bill's weed card and go a deep dive on that. Uh, more people die from taking selfies than from shark attacks. That adds up. That makes I sense. Believe that. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, between thirteen forty. Oh, here's a little COVID stuff for you. This is where the people. This is where everyone got their ideas. Between thirteen forty seven and thirteen fifty two, the bubonic plague killed approximately seventy five million people. Ouch. Ray, can you look up? Look, just type in population of the world in thirteen forty seven. Can't be much mm-hmm. more than seventy five million people. Like that took out like 60% of the world. Um, and then just to give you a, a between a, 350 and 375 million. That's a lot of fucking people. <laughs> what were those mouth breathers doing back then? I mean, they, literally those mongrels just walking around in their own feces. Unbelievable. That's oh, 20- I'm sorry. It went, I'm sorry. It went from 475 million people to between 350 and 375. So it okay, killed whatever. off 100 million. It killed like, off 100 million people. Killed off a fifth of the world's population. Yeah, yeah. Killed off the fifth. Uh, the this is 1918 flu pandemic killed between 50 million and 100 million, um, which is certainly a lot. But that was 1918, where there had been I don't know close to a billion people at that point. So the numbers are not as drastic. And then what did COVID get? Like what are we creeping up to? Ten? Uh, I think eleven now. Is it? So hmm. didn't work. Didn't work, guys. Gonna have to nope. come up with a better strategy to knock us off uh this is an interesting one seattle is on track to open up the world's first human composting facility in 2021 interesting is gator gonna be the first one to go over there and shit (laughs) maybe to avoid being buried alive in the 1800s many coffins included bells flags and air tubes you guys ever been to new orleans raymond yeah (laughs) all all of the graveyards down there have big sticks and bells coming out of them like a lot of all of the graves because it was very common because they would all get so fucking drunk down in New Orleans and people would be falling off buildings and legend shit. They would just throw them in the holes and put some dirt over them and they'd be ringing <laughs> bells that night constantly pull, pulling people out of the out of the dirt. <laughs> oh, here's here's a good one. Cotards. Easy, right? Excuse me? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Cotard syndrome is a rare mental disorder that makes people believe they're dead. I want to see someone like that. What do they do? Just fucking all day? I don't know. Just uh, see the last comment. They go lay in a, a ditch. No, maybe. It's possible. Here's one for you, Ray. It's possible to get an erection after death. <laughs> maybe. So, Ray, maybe. Hold out hope. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, boys. Hold out hope, man. <laughs> Also, you continue to poop for days after you're dead. Gotta clean it out. I'll just put a live broadcast on you after we kill you and just watch you shit and get a heart on for a couple days. Just be drinking (laughs) around me, please. These are things he didn't do much in life, but he's succeeding at in death. Yeah. Uh, The brain can produce thoughts 15 to 20 seconds after the head has been decapitated. Hmm. That's good to know. 
Ow, that hurt. <laughs> Ancient Egyptians used to shave off their eyebrows to mourn the death of a cat. Fuck cats. That yeah, one's for G Baby. Yeah. When one of those cat when one of those cats goes down, we have to make him shave his eyebrows. And then do the walk like like an Egyptian. <laughs> Grant has two cats that have been held hostage before. Uh, and then the last one here uh, is for all you dumb left-handed people. Approximately 25% left-handed people die using products designed for right-handed Fucking people. morons. Bunch of dumb southpaws. <laughs> They're walking around with dirty left hands all the time. Like, why would you make that decision? Don't even belong to be on this earth. Oh, God. That's what we're going to make making up. fun of kids in art class. They were left-handed. Just they'd pick up their hand to be all messy and shit from the paint. <laughs> That's where we got. We got to start giving like the that 150,000 that are dying. Give the population right, those left-handed population, right-handed scissors. Let's just see if we can tack that number up a touch. Shall we? We can do that. That would <laughs> G- help. G baby's a left hand, I believe. Shave that eyebrow and kill yourself, buddy. <laughs> oh, Mo. <laughs> Afternoon delight right after this. Skyrockets in flight. Woo! Afternoon delight. Whoop. You guys have it, I think. Huh. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Oh, an afternoon delight into the rumor has it. Uh, all right, let's dive back into the Patriots. This is out of a Mike Lombardi uh, mouthpiece, Bill Belichick mouthpiece segment somewhere, I forget where. Um, talking about Dalvin Cook being the better fit for the Patriots. Now there is scuttlebutt that it's Cook and Hopkins coming to the Pats. Your uh, your thought on Lombardi's comment there that Dalvin Cook's a first, he's a better fit to the Patriots than Hopkins. Would you want Cook? Would it make Ramondre Stevenson kind of pissed? Um, what do you give up? What do you pay? Uh, should they try to get both? Your thoughts on that, Ruma? Get both. Get both. Uh, I like Cook here because they just lost James Robinson, who we thought was going to be that pass catcher out of the backfield, kind of third down running back. Obviously, Dalvin Cook's not the guy that he used to be in Minnesota. He was uh, getting uh, spells from Matthews. Or is it Matthews? Who's that fucking guy that's always on the waiver wire over there? Number 22. Anywho's, yeah, he was getting spelled by him. He was taken over at the end of the season. So I think coming here could be uh, helpful for the Patriots. He doesn't have to have that premier role, but could still help out in the long run, even if Ramon J. Stevens goes down or Stevenson's goes down. So, yeah, uh, I like Dalvin Cook here. And if you can get him and fucking Hopkins, look out. This could be a uh, AFC East winner right here. Yeah, I don't have any problem with them getting the two of them. I mean, I don't think Cook makes or breaks anything. He's a running back. But if they did sign him, I... Sure, I would get rid of Ty Montgomery, get Dalvin Cook, let Dalvin Cook be your first down back, let him run his head into the line and be the one that just pounds on it and let him wear down, and then keep Stevenson uh, fresh for the third down fourth quarter roll so that that way he's not wearing down because he's got more juice in the tank at this point. If I had to choose, I'd rather give Hopkins. I think he'd have more uh, potential, but uh, yeah, I mean, wh- why not get both? I think they're, he'd be a better player than like Ty Montgomery and then keep the two rookies, and then there's your there's your four. I guess I keep forgetting about Ty Montgomery, but the Delvin Cook makes sense to me because of the injury concern. If Stevenson goes down, sorry the pun, but you're cooked. 
What do you, Kevin <laughs> Harris is going to be your your first and second down yep. back? Pretty much, Pierce, right? Pierce Strong. Yeah, so they must see something in Harris and Strong um, to to let go of James Robinson, a somewhat veteran back that could uh, kind of do everything there. But uh, or maybe they have a plan to go out and replace him. Um, I know they really like Ty Montgomery because he plays fucking special teams, but he's old. He's still a converted wide receiver. Like he's not a yeah. he's not your traditional running back. Um, and I'd just be concerned of. Stevenson, but yeah, I'm with you. I'd rather have Hopkins. He was he's going to make more of an impact on the offense, certainly. Yeah, especially when Hopkins came out. You can sign him. Sign him. Isn't there? It wasn't there a rumor that Cook was interested in the Patriots, or was that they want to play? They want to play together. They want to play together. Allegedly, apparently. Oh, that's what it was. Hopkins and Cook want to try to team up. They want to wherever they go. They want to play with each other. That's probably just some team or agent or someone put that shit out there. Well, now the Patriots are rumored to be in on so. Yeah, if they can get it for the right pace, we know the Patriots would do it. Shifting gears to the NBA. Here's some juicy shit. Uh, well, let's start with the least juicy shit. We'll go uh, bottom to top here. Um, Damian Lillard is all but a Miami Heat. No, Raymond. Mm-mm. Go on. What do you What are you giving for him? What are you giving away? You can give whatever the fuck you want. Well, the Blazers want Bam Adebayo. That's not going to happen. If he goes to the Miami Heat, the their starting four, which would be Tyler Harrow, uh, Damian Lillard, uh, Bam Adebayo, and Jimmy Butler, would be over the luxury taps by far. Harrow's gone. Harrow's gone. Uh, okay. So they talked about Robinson, Harrow, and Picks would be the foundation of any You still deal. can't afford it. You can't afford it. You're going to be so far over the luxury tax, Miami wouldn't be able to afford it. Of course they can afford it. You and this fucking luxury tax. What are you talking about? Have you seen the Warriors fucking roster? Have you seen what they pay? Have you seen what the Lakers pay with just two guys? They can afford it. What are you talking this about? Season, this season, Miami Heat, they start this season with the CBA. I'm telling you right now, with this CBA this year, with that 70, 700 pages, I guarantee you a lot of teams aren't going to be able to afford all these max players. I'm telling you right now. Oh, I can. Fucking the accountant wait. Raymond fucking raining on everybody's parade. Yeah, you're going to make me do a deep dive into some boring talk just to say you were wrong. I'm going to send you something right after the show, and you're going to gentlemen's him. bet Lillard to Miami right now. Okay. Done. <laughs> He's going to go to Brooklyn. That's the most likely scenario because they have nothing to lose. They have the cap space to do it. They have no one that you can build around him. They can probably lure another guy over there, and they don't have to worry about the, going over. I don't think he wants to go, and I think the Blazers are going to do their best to take care of him because he's stuck with them for so long, and they just drafted a guy to replace him. They said they don't want to even trade him. That's bullshit. Well, that's what they're saying. They want to keep him. That's bullshit. What's the gentleman's bet? We're just doing a handshake agreement, or are we going to do a little... uh... I get your shirt. Huh? (laughs) I get your clown cum shirt. (laughs) Okay. What do you want? Hmm. Uh, give me your fucking hat that you wear when you fucking do uh, shows. What? That little fedora. I want your fedora. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll give you a hat. Thank you. 
gentlemen's bet done uh, uh nba writer pull paul george to the knicks who cares who cares who shit? yeah who gives a fuck cool um all right do you want to go cleveland juicy or do you want to go dallas juicy dallas juicy because this is fucking stupid oh yeah so this came out of wei who is a desperate dying pig of an organization uh wiggy floated the idea that the celtics should be in on kyrie irving Kyrie Irving coming back to the Celtics, which is really has no legs. The Kyrie Irving's latest stupid thing was he is going to pursue a team that uh, he could spend the rest of his career and blah, 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 blah. The Mavs look like they're going to present an offer to him. But Wiggy of WDEI said the Celtics should look at bringing him back. You know my opinion on this. So, yeah, that's Fuck insanity. No, no absolute no. insanity. Bobby, I know. Bobby. Bobby, go ahead. Oh, absolute insanity. <laughs> Raven, go ahead. Very good. Uh, I don't see him coming here. He was not welcomed with the whole uh, way he exited, then came back, how he's been booed. And you don't he... see him coming here? How the hell you No fucking way. No fucking way. Are you fucking shitting me? Kyrie Irving? Kyrie fucking Irving. Kyrie spit on the fucking mascot. Call the entire city racist. Tell him coming back, not coming back. The biggest villain in Boston fucking sports history, Kyrie fucking Irving, coming back. Why? Because you think you need a point guard? Because the great Marcus Smart has left town. There's no one left to throw no-look passes to fucking nobody. Kyrie Irving? You don't see him coming back, right? Whoa. Wow. Great take. Fucking Kyrie Irving? Fuck you, Wiggy. Fuck you, Ray. No chance. Fuck out of here. Kyrie Irving, go to Europe. That's where you should spend the rest of your goddamn career, you team-killing cuck. Fuck you, Kyrie. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, uh, Brian Windhorse on ESPN has been floating some interesting things. He's really riding high on these rumors um, that he's been collecting from GMs or agents, whoever. And the Cavs have been on his tongue. Uh, so I forget where I read this, <laughs> but and from a Celtics angle, this was floated. A Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown swap. Tatum yes, please. loves Donovan Mitchell. Yes, please. Ray, well, I'm for it too. I think I've expressed I'm for it too, but why really would anyone like do Donovan. that? Why, why, why would you do it? Why would Cleveland do that? Because Cleveland has Garland and Mitchell, and they need wing help, and Jalen Brown is a wing. Bad. I would love it, but I don't see it ever happening. I know this is rumor. It doesn't seem it. like a good deal for Cleveland. I agree. No. Yeah. Just because you, you believe uh, Mitchell's a much a superior player to Brown. Yeah. He's he's proven he's proven to be the guy at two teams now in Utah and in Cleveland, and then you're trading for a player that you need to be the guy that hasn't proven it. So maybe it although Jalen Brown's teams have made. Five conference finals in an NBA finals. Donovan Mitchell has yet to get out of the second round. Yeah. With Tatum. But he, that's what I'm saying. Jalen Brown, not the guy. Tatum, the guy. I guess. And then whose uh, team would it be when Donovan Mitchell got here? But if you're going to trade, if you're, um, who, uh, who cares? If you're, it's Tatum's team. It's Tatum's team until he's. Uh, with the all the alphas in this fucking league, it surely does care whose team it is. Not really. I'll explain why in a second. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. If you're the if you're the Cavs and you're looking to trade Garland and or Mitchell because you believe that those two guards are uh, redundant and you need wing help, can you get someone better than Jalen Brown? No. Might be the best they could get. I believe that's true. I believe that's true. So it is a, a motivation of of Cleveland. You know, do you want to, uh, you know, have a better fit? And this would be why we want it in Boston too. It's not a better fit. Donovan Mitchell plays more of a ball handling point guard role and has a nutsack the size of yours, Ray. So yeah, when you ask whose team is it, it's still Tatum's team because he's coming in. Could it become Mitchell's team? Sure. Is he the one that I want with the ball in the last second? Sure. But it's still Tatum's team. Just for clarification on the nutsack thing, you were calling his nutsack saying it was larger because of the no sex, right? Well, Ray's is uh, full of cum because, yeah, he hasn't got an erection since. That's okay. I wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Mitchell's is because he has, he's very tough. He's got balls. He's got balls. I also heard a quick, quick rumor about Cleveland. I also heard Paul George being rumored there. Garland going to the Clippers and then Kyrie having the homecoming going back to Cleveland. That's what I've read. Sounds perfect. Send him to Cleveland. Sounds great. Uh, then lastly on the Celtics, Porzingis uh, looking to get a two-year extension. $77 million, although how the fuck is that going to work under the new camp, Raven? <laughs> I can't wait for you to fucking watch this and read it and then fucking apologize and I get that fucking hat wrong, and wear it all the time. When I'm right, I will end you. Um uh, this is a no-brainer for the Celtics. At uh, after the end of that deal, you can either pay none of them or all of them when it comes to Brown or Porzingis. Tatum will be on his whatever he's making seventy million dollars a year or something. So, um, no-brainer, extend him. It's all but said and done. As I heard that, so I uh, signed his player option. How? Uh, how Raymond? How could it be done? How could they pay? How could they do it? How? Simplest minds of the week right after this. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. <laughs> I've made him angry. Look at that breast. Look at the cup. Look at the shape of that. Mm. Nice. Do sometimes when it rains and you're outside shirtless, do you watch it bead down off, yeah. off the like point break? Have you ever watched Point Break? And Keanu Reeves in the water and the fucking fantastic film. Down him and him mm-hmm. sways you're talking and shit. Yeah, I feel like that sometimes. Ooh, did you ever see the remake? No. Yeah, me either. Can you put your thumb up to either. the camera again? It looked like a little person thumb. Yeah. <laughs> Look how little that fucking thumb is. How do you grab <laughs> shit? <laughs> <laughs> How do you hold your fucking? How do you hold your? You know what's fucking weird though? Your mother doesn't complain when I stick it up her ass. Uh, (laughs) Because it's so little, she can't feel it. Uh, (laughs) Simplest minds of the week. I didn't want to start here, but dude, they said it was a riptide. Ryan Mount. We'll beep that. We'll beep that. Me too soon because it's been fucking what three days two days yeah we'll beep that uh this is from uh, bobby's favorite publication the new york post here's the headline i tripped over my dog while jogging now my face is falling off the bone <laughs> freak accident in delaware left a woman with portions of her face falling off after taking a nasty spill while on a jog with her dog this will teach right back me up here 
don't don't go jogging. I mean, I I totally agree with that. Don't go jogging. And now listen to what kind of dog this was. Shelly Poliski, a 39-year-old, tripped over her shih tzu. Don't get a shitty dog and don't go jogging. Yeah, why would you go see the wound? Have you have you looked and seen the wound? Oh yeah. It's not great. How does it happen? She ain't lying. It's not. Oh my god. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Um, so uh, her eyeball looks like that guy at the Kentucky Derby that got scooped out in that fight. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Nice memory. Nice memory. Yeah, she is went from a like fake looking attractive person. She didn't kind of look fake. Anyone who buys your shit is gonna question it. To um, looking like a heroin addict. Doesn't look. I great. assume this guy, if you scroll down further, has left her already. You would assume so. Yeah, he looks like a douchebag. Um. Although the next picture is them with their kids, apparently. That's, he looks to be at not least stop 30 him. years older. Anyway, the problem here was, I'll read you. It's not the funny part. The funny part's just the headline. I tripped over my dog while jogging. Now my face is falling off the bone. <laughs> falling off the bone is a nice addition to just falling off. You know, it's all in the details. Uh, do, you remember, um, do you remember that... The master of the custodial arts that was back in middle school. We used to call her Sloth. She was married to Break with Moose. Remember that? That's what she kind of looks like. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I think I could see that. I actually, I don't know if I know who you're talking about. What? I don't. You guys don't remember her? No. I didn't She's... have that kind of meanness in my bones at that point in my life, Ray. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was developed later. Sorry. You were, yeah, you were a different person in middle school. High school is when you really flourished into that asshole role. Yeah. Yeah. Me. In middle school, he was shorter, chubbier. Fifth grade was for me. That's when it all began. Yeah. Yeah. You've been cunt for a long time. The baby touched uh, and he crushed my goldfish and threw me across the room. Those were the days. And you haven't grown since then. I sprouted into, into my assholeness. You squatted into it. That's true. Very true. That's enough on the lady with the with the no face. Uh, this has been the Simple Mind Sports Show. Friday Rewind, June 30th. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Fat boy. There we are. Oh, fucking damn it. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. <laughs> God, you're goddamn right, baby. I thought golf was canceled. This is bullshit. Yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah, so that's why I've been drinking. So you've j- you just canceled the one uh, physical thing you do in your life and have replaced those couple hours of walking around, striking golf ball with just drinking outright. First and foremost, I didn't cancel it. Mother Nature canceled it because it's fucking raining. It's monsoon season apparently in New England, so and I didn't cancel it. Can't play in the rain. Yeah, it was thundering and lightning. Golf pussy move. No, it was thundering and lightning. I guess that's bad juju, if you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah, I, got I you. didn't do it. And then I came home. 
it was peaceful. I had a delicious meal by myself because no one was home. And then I went down to the basement when they got home and started drinking. I'm not mad at you for that. Can I ask you an honest question, though? Three inches. Go ahead. Did the three inches of a clown's cock jizz all over your shirt? What What exactly are you wearing? Oh, this is uh, Shake It Golf. This is my paint splatter shirt. I think I fucking look good in it, actually. It does look nice. It also reminds me of uh, clown jizz for some reason. First thing that popped in my head. Did you ever go see a clown as a child? What's the between clown jizz and regular jizz? Look at Ray. Oh, got, yeah, look at There's just little bits of it everywhere. <laughs> well, it's pink well, and blue pink and, and blue looks blue like confetti. And... Uh, Bobby doesn't understand colors. He just understands blue. Are you colorblind? colorblind? I'm like a dog. Are you really? No. <laughs> well, I was going to say, we have to have a month for you now. Yeah, I was going to tell him to leave. We can't have... <laughs> You can't have, have one of the frogs. disabled on our on our pod. <laughs> <laughs> can't have one of those percenters. Uh-uh. 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 Got me. Uh, great. Anything else to report? No. Are those glasses shank it too? No, these are high noon. Wow, class act. You are a walking bag of class. <laughs> if I wasn't married, you know how much ass I'd get right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because i'm married i don't get any ass yeah that's it that's the reason i know that's the reason that is How the reason were, were you not married and under the uh same roof when did i get married 2019 so that was 16 years bob locked that day out of my memory why it was one day <laughs> one fun day <laughs> Uh, speaking of fun days, what do you say we start the show, uh, the Super Mind Sports Show, with some opening takes? Ray, why don't you kick it off with uh, golf? Uh, thank you, Richard.